I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 143 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have been getting some tremendous feedback from you guys about this week's interviews, and the awesomeness continues today. I have an exciting guest for you, actor Dean McDermott, who is a first-class father of six children, two of which were in the backseat of his car while we were conducting this interview. Dean is a very busy guy, and he squeezed me in while he was waiting to pick up one of his children from basketball practice. He had two of his other kids waiting in the back seat, so this was a great experience for me. It really highlights how so many of us dads operate on a day-to-day basis, uh, going to work, picking up our kids, taking them to different practices or plays or whatever they're into. Uh, we're all multitasking out here to try to keep our kids on the goal while we earn some money, and we do our best to keep our wives happy and loved in the process. Dean's wife happens to be a very popular actress, Spelling. They live a very public life. They've been on reality TV, so it will be awesome to get his perspective on fatherhood. So please stick around for the interview. Friday, former Navy SEAL Ryan Bates, who is married to a very popular woman as well, Diana Dahlgren, will be here. I love listening to our combat veterans talk about fatherhood. And speaking of veterans and SEALs, two former guests on this show, Ray Care and Craig Sawyer, both former frogmen, can be seen wearing NFW watches. You've probably seen them rocking the watches on Instagram. Get over to nfwonline.com and check out the entire collection, especially the Valor collection. Use the promo code FATHER and First Class Fatherhood listeners will receive 15% off. You're going to get free shipping inside the United States and $50 of your order is going to go towards Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. So get over to nfwonline.com and use that promo code FATHER. All right, so keep it locked in here to First Class Fatherhood. Next week is going to be packed with more awesome dads, including the world's strongest power lifter, Stan Efferding, the chief creative officer of Vanier Media, Steve Babcock, and one of the greatest experts in digital marketing, Trevor Chapman. Plus, a few surprises for you. So come on, dads, lock it in here and help me spread the word about the podcast here. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me, and I will be right back to jump into the action with actor Dean McDermott. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father... He is a Hollywood actor who has appeared in such films as Open Range and Against the Ropes. You've seen him on TV as well in shows like NCIS and CSI. It is a big privilege for me to say Dean McDermott. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, here we go. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have six kids. I have uh, a soon-to-be 21-year-old. He turns 21 in October and he's going to uh, SFU. He's in San Francisco. I have an 11-year-old uh, boy, Liam. I have a 10-year-old girl named Stella. I have a 7-year-old girl named Hattie. And I have a 6-year-old boy named Finn. And I have a soon-to-be 24-month-old uh, boy named Bo. Wow, awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? Um, Liam is really he's into basketball right now. But uh, he loves flag football, uh, soccer, 
um, and he's he's shown some interest in swimming. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a hockey player. I'm from I'm from I'm from Toronto, Canada, so it breaks my heart that I don't have a hockey player yet. Okay, do you jump in there and get involved with coaching at all, or do you like to enjoy it more from the sidelines? Um, I usually I, I enjoy it from the sidelines because I have so many kids that I can't commit to to coaching because all my time is is taken up with all my kids. Makes sense. Okay, Dean, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay, um, by my background, I've been an actor for 32 years. I come from Toronto, Canada. Um, I'm living in Los Angeles right now. Uh, I've been here for about 14 years, married to the beautiful Tori Spelling. Uh, and uh, we have five kids together. And uh, I have um, uh, a 21-year-old with my first wife, Uh I did some reality TV. I'm doing stand-up now. Um, I, uh, I've got a boxing class that I teach three times a week at Tap Out. So I've got a lot of side hustles going on, aside from being an actor. Um, I also produce and, uh, and write. So I've got a lot of things going on. And, of course, my main job is being a dad, a world-class dad. Oh, yeah, a first-class father all the way. Uh, Dean, when did fatherhood come into the picture for you, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Um, I became, I'm sorry for all the rustling. I got two, two of my kids in the car and they're eating potato chips. That's perfect. What a, what a great snack to have while you're doing a, a, a podcast. Um, I became a father at 30, uh, with my boy Jack and, um, man, it, it, it totally changed my life because anything that you thought was about you. Um, just totally changed, and 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 those feelings of wanting, you know, everything to be about you, uh, and you know, all the things that you wanted in life, and, and your, sort of even your goals and aspirations, sort of pale in comparison to the love that you have for this little person that just appeared in your life, you know. Um, so it it changed my point of view from looking inwards at you know, myself of what I wanted and what was important to me and what my goals and drives were to focusing everything on loving and taking care of this, this new little person. Well said. What are some of the challenges, Dean, of being, you know, in the Hollywood spotlight while being a father and raising a family? Um, well, cut to uh, about eight years later after having Jack. That's when I got thrust into the the Hollywood spotlight. Um, and that was another, that was a total game changer. Um, everything you do is scrutinized and under the microscope and, you know, you're, you're followed by paparazzi. You're chased by them in cars, which creates very dangerous situations. Um, and you know, they're taking pictures of your kids and it's just, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of mayhem. Um, it, it sort of took this, you know, this beautiful thing of, of having children and, and, you know, growing our family um, to something that was just sort of crazy. Um, I'd never experienced anything like that before or, or you know, the, the interest that people took in, in our lives and, and how negative that could be. Um, you know, a lot of those, there's a lot of haters out there and, uh, you know, they feel that they need to, to voice their opinion about who you are, what you are, who your kids are, 
um, what they think of your kids, and it's just like, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't sign up for that. And, and one, I don't really want to hear all the negative stuff that you have to say. Um, that's the, you know, that that's the negative side of it. But, you know, when we started doing reality shows and our kids were involved, it was, it was great because we have the best home movies ever. <laughs> you know, we have these, all these episodes of the shows that we did and we could see our kids growing up Um you know, on TV, and like, and like I said, we have this, you know, this this vault of of shows that we've done, and and we can go back and look at them and and see our kids at different different ages, and it's that's really cool. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's definitely better than the one minute wonder videos I'm shooting over here with my iPhone. Uh, Dean, does being a father change or influence the particular roles you choose to play in the movies and on TV? Traditionally, it hasn't. Uh, as they get older, um, you know, now I have a 21-year-old, so, you know, he can watch whatever he wants. But, you know, my 11-year-old and 10-year-old are starting to get interested in what Dad's doing and seeing what I've done. And and some of the stuff is a little nasty. Like, I, ju- I just uh, finished doing season three of Slasher. And uh, this season I, I played a, a homophobic uh, white supremacist. Um, so... You know, I gotta be careful of them. You know, seeing that. Um, would it change my me doing it? I don't know. You know, that's something that uh, it's a very good question. I'm gonna have to start thinking about that um, because uh, it will affect them in some way, shape, or form. So I'll keep you posted on that question. <laughs> okay, while we're on screen time here, Dean, it's definitely one of the most difficult things for all dads right now, I mean, myself included, is this technology, screen time, video games. How do you kind of handle or manage all of that with your kids? Oh, gosh, that's a battle that is just being waged daily. Um, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I'm in competition with these screens with uh you know with my children we really have to you know um only give them a certain amount of time on it of course we have all the parental blocks on all the phones all the computers um so you know they they only see age appropriate stuff but it's more about the amount of time that that they spend on it that and it seems every day it seems to become more and more and more as they you know i hate to say it as they get addicted to this this little handheld computer screen that they, you know, can can play games on and, and search stuff on. Um, I would, I would, I really try to get them to use it for education purposes. You know, um, if they want to play games, I would rather them go on an, an app like ABC Mouse or uh, Mathletes, you know, start using it to get educated instead of entertained. So we put restrictions on the amount of time that they can use them and really try to guide them into, you know, productive productive viewing. Yeah, that all sounds good until Fortnite came on the scene. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, uh, well, yeah, it was, it was Minecraft that sort of yep, kicked it yep, off yeah. for us. Um, and it's so funny, though. You know, I'm 52, and, you know, looking at the graphics of Minecraft, I was like, these are the graphics that we had when I was a kid, <laughs> but it just took off. I have never understood the point of Minecraft. At least Fortnite, I could see the point to it, but Minecraft, I mean, that's really mindless to me. 
yeah, I tried to play Minecraft and I just I, I couldn't get into it. And and Fortnite, I, I I don't even know what it's about. I can't. I'm not a video game guy. I've never liked video games. I've always thought they were a colossal waste of time. Um, but you you know, give me an old fashioned pinball machine and <laughs> I'll change my <laughs> tune. But yeah, yeah, right on. It's a struggle for any parent. It really is a struggle. The the, the screen time because. Uh, you know, they're pretty. They're pretty entertaining. You know, you've got these little handheld computers that can entertain you, can teach you, can stimulate you visually. Play video games on, and you know, I would really, really like it if if they used it sort of on a global level, as opposed to you know just games. I mean, finding out you know what's going on in different parts of the world and get educated about it. I mean, you know, we're wasn't the internet and, and, and the technology and phones supposed to bring us all closer together instead of distract us? So, Yeah, there's definitely a dichotomy to it. There's some great things to it. There's some big benefits of the technology, but on the flip side of it, uh, it can really destroy a young, undeveloped mind. It is time to get a word from our sponsors and then right back with more from Dean McDermott. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with SeatGeek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code First class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. NFW Watches. First Class Fatherhood has proudly partnered with NFW Watch Company, and now you could take advantage with this exclusive offer. NFW Watch Company was founded on making badass watches that help people, mostly veterans. Get over to nfwonline.com and listeners can save 15% off their entire order, plus get free domestic shipping by entering the promo code FATHER at the checkout. NFW Watches, made by a badass with a big heart. nfwonline.com and use the promo code FATHER. So uh, let me ask you about discipline, Dean. What type of disciplinarian are you as a father? <laughs> I'm the bad cop. I'm the bad cop, yeah. <laughs> Tori's the good cop, um, which is great because it balances us out. You know, uh, I believe in, in structure and consequences. Um, so, you know, I usually enforce that pretty hard, sometimes maybe too hard. So that's why it's great that, you know, Tori's a good cop and it balances things out. So we're a pretty good team. And, you know, that's what you have to be. I'm sure, you know, with, with your with your partner, you know, you got to be on the same page um, as far as, as discipline and, 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 and stuff like that and the things you want for your kids. So if you have a partner who's on the same page as you, um, it, it works really, really nicely. It works really well. Very cool. All right, Dean, I love to ask the dads that have four or more kids like myself, uh, for my wife and I, the transition from going from two to three kids presented the biggest challenge for us. Which transition, as far as number of kids, would you say uh, was the, the most difficult for you? Well, the, the most difficult and challenging uh, number is the one as soon as you get outnumbered. You know, you said your difficult transition was going from two to three. Once, once you and your partner are outnumbered, so um, yeah, the most difficult transition would be the number where you get 
outnumbered. So for us, it was it was three, and then it just gets more difficult from there, you know, four and then five. Because if, if you know, you have two kids, you can manage them. Your wife could take one. You could take one. You're outnumbered. I mean, you're equally numbered, and it just seems to work better. And then when you throw in that third one, that, you know, that third wheel, it just changes everything. Um, and, and, I, and I find it hard on the eldest whenever there's a new child uh, brought into the picture because, you know, you all have to focus on the lowest common denominator. So, you know, you have a, a four-year-old and a five-year-old, and all of a sudden you have a newborn, you know, you all, you all have to sort of cater to the newborn. So the, the eldest kid kind of gets, uh, gets the short end of the stick. He gets sort of less time. Uh, with with everybody, you know, um, it, and then it balances it out. But with, once you're outnumbered, I think you're. It's really difficult. Yes, I agree. Uh, Dean, have any of your kids shown a big interest in following in your or your wife's footsteps and getting in front of the camera? Do any of them seem like they really enjoy acting yet? Um, as far as the kids following in our in our footsteps, um, Liam, our 11 year old. He is so funny. I mean, all our kids are funny, but, you know, um, he loves stand-up comedy. Um, I'm a stand-up comedy fanatic, so, you know, when, when we get in the car, we put on the, the serious and we listen to comedy. And, um, you know, Jim Gaffigan is one of his favorite stand-ups, Brian Regan. So he'll do little routines for me. <laughs> He's starting to write jokes. Um, and, uh, you know, what I... I take him places in the car. He'll 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 do a little show for me. So he's definitely headed in that direction. Um, my oldest boy, Jack, 21. He he should model. He's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, he is he's six foot four, and just a gorgeous, gorgeous boy. And and he wanted to get into modeling, but um, we'll see. You know, he's only 21. Is he's going out lots of time. Um, Hattie's very funny, but I don't know. What do you think, Hattie? Do you want to get into acting? There you go. There you have it. Uh, uh. How about you, Finn? And another... Uh, That's usually what I get when I ask them how school was today. We stumped them. And Stella, Stella, the 10-year-old, she um, she has her own little slime business. She's a real little entrepreneur. So she's very crafty, um, loves DIY stuff. So uh, right now the big thing is slime. Um, and I'm not, I'm sure you've experienced the slime craze. Yep. My daughter just had the slime in her hair today. Yep. Yeah. We get it everywhere in the, on the floor and the couch and the animals, you know, you see the dog go by with like pink slime in his fur and you're like, ha ha ha, great. Uh, but she's turned that into a, a little business. She's got a Shopify account. She sells her slime. Um, so she's, she, and she loves to cook. So she's either going to be, you know, get into business or become a chef. Very cool. Okay, I've seen on Instagram you've started something called the Lunch Punch. Uh, what's that all about, and how did you get started with that? Um, you know, the the Lunch Punch came about because uh, I was working out at the, the Tap Out the fitness franchise uh, where I live, and I became really good friends with the owner, and I just, I love to box. I've boxed uh, most of my life, and I've done mixed martial arts, and I just, I just love it. So, Starting to work out at Tap Out Fitness again, uh, I just fell in love with the sport again, and I just thought, you know, there's something that we can we can do here. It's sort of the noontime hour, which is really slow at most most gyms. So uh, I came up with the idea of the lunch punch, and what it is, it's it's a boxing bag class. 
um, where, you know, you strike bags and, and, and punch mitts and learn combinations. But the thing that makes it different is you get to get in the ring and spar with me one-way sparring. And one-way sparring is you get to hit me, but I don't, I, I can't hit you. So that way you're in a safe, controlled environment and you can learn the combinations that you've learned in so that way you can learn the combinations uh you can, so that way you can put into effect the combinations that you've learned in the heavy bags and the punch men in a real fight situation and be safe. And uh the launch was last Wednesday. I just finished a class today. Um it's every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at noon at the Tap Out Fitness Woodland Hills and uh it's going great. People are loving it and the 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 feedback I'm getting is that people love the sparring aspect of it. A lot of people have never hit anybody before. So the fact that they get to hit me um, in a controlled environment, the thing they take away from it is strength, power, and and confidence and being empowered. So uh, it, it's really great to see people come in in the first round and they're really timid and afraid to hit me to, you know, our third or fourth round together. And, you know, they're they're loving it. Um, so it's a great stress relief. It's a great way to get in shape, great way to have some fun. And, again, the the confidence we're building is really incredible. Okay. Does Tori Spelling jump into the ring there and fire a few haymakers at you as well? Well, of course. Of course, yeah. She gets <laughs> to uh, get back at me for all, all the stupid things I've done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Dean. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, gosh. Advice to the new, the new dad. And this goes to the new mom, too, because, you know, everybody out there has an opinion. And, you know, opinions are like a-holes. Everybody has one. And for some reason, when you become a new parent, people feel the need to tell you how you should raise your kid, what's the best, you know, what's the best way to feed them, what's the best thing to wear, how's the best thing to discipline. Just follow, just, just follow your instincts. Men and women, you know, we're, we're, we're born, you know, with these, these instincts, these paternal instincts, these maternal instincts. Just listen to them. You know, like I said, everybody everybody in the world is going to tell you their opinion. But just listen to your heart and your soul, and you'll figure it out what's best for your child. Awesome. Great advice. I love the message. Uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this here with me. Uh, Dean McDermott, you're a first-class father, and i got to say thank you for joining me here on First Class Fatherhood. Uh, my pleasure. Anytime, man. Anytime. It was fun. Okay, back in just a second to wrap it up. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dean McDermott for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram or hit me on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. We're going to finish off the week strong tomorrow with a Frogman Friday episode. Former Navy SEAL Ryan Bates will be here. Next week will be action-packed. I got Stan Efforting, Steve Babcock, Trevor Chapman, a few surprises. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.
truth and tears, as tall as the trees, and it's all feeling.